0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of The Woke Bros. Of course, I'm Big Waz, aka Wazney Bray joined as always by my partner in crime, Nando Vila. What's going on, brother?
1: Not much. I'm happy to be recording with you while you're in this <laughs> undisclosed location, uh, secret lair your lighting is is dark and mysterious it's unclear where you are uh, um but i don't think it's it's no secret
0: the whole world knows i'm at the cosmopolitan hotel in las vegas right now
1: i gotta hook you up my buddy is the director of international marketing at the cosmopolitan if you need if you need anything anything
0: Oh my god! He basically entertains
1: high rollers from all over the world, like Chinese billionaires and Russians and shit. So he's got access to all kinds of things out there in Vegas.
0: You tell me this on my last night. Oh,
1: I didn't know you were at the Cosmo. I knew you were in Vegas. Uh, If I would have known you were at the Cosmo, I would have. I would have hooked it up. But next time, next time we'll do a woke Bros. uh, We'll do a woke Bros. Field trip out to the Cosmopolitan. We got to. We'll Um, we'll record from there.
0: The company was pretty flexible about what hotel I could stay at. And I was like, the food at the Cosmo is so ridiculous. I can't stay anywhere else. I need to be within a quick walk of Nashville Hot Chicken. They got the crazy sandwich spot, of course, STK. You know, just David Chang is all over this place. It's just, it's an amazing amazing food destination uh in this city. i think so.
1: I, as of like a few years ago the marquee at cosmopolitan was the most profitable nightclub in america um, wow <laughs> that's things like a machine a money-making machine i mean it's yeah. funny when the when vegas became more of a nightclub town than a gambling town right um you know it's, it's crazy they make more profits now almost off of like those yeah, the DJs pool parties and, the and, and yeah, yeah. The, the
0: the the club stuff it's you know I can't, but my first time here was like 2009, I think, or 2010. Yeah. So by that time, it was all about nightclubs. DJ AM was the biggest thing ever at the yeah. time. I was blessed enough to see him perform at the Palms. Uh, it had already been fully co-opted by the nightlife industry. I, I don't know anything about old Vegas and the mob and yeah you know that type of stuff,
1: yeah, the glory days when the mob used to run Vegas right. instead of like uh, billionaire plutocrats <laughs> instead of hedge funds, yeah, you know I don't um, know what's that what's more dangerous <laughs> I know
0: I know it's it's so funny. it's like, oh, it's so much we cleaned the town up, oh okay, yeah, anyway, yeah. uh, on today's show, we haven't done world football talk in a very long time, so the biggest news in God knows how long. Basically, since what was the super group? The super the super, super league. league? The super yeah. league? The biggest news since the super league, uh, you know, flamed out in complete failure. Lionel Messi changed teams. He's now part of PSG. He's left Barcelona for the first time since he was fourteen or twelve or something ridiculous he like, was like
1: that. Yeah, eleven or twelve when he first signed for Barcelona. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna get into that. But, you know, first, we do got to get into the rise and the sweet, sweet, sweet <laughs> fall of one Andrew Cuomo. Uh, this guy is a legacy politician. Uh, we mentioned this before on the show, but Mario Cuomo is a legend in New York, uh, Andrew yeah. Cuomo's dad, a guy who people consider to be an actual progressive dude, right? Like he was kind of a rock star in the democratic party gave speeches at, um, you know, national conventions sort of, you know, they were begging him to run for president at one point. Mm. Um, the guy is, his dad was legitimately a political legend, uh, within democratic party circles. And, you know, Andrew Cuomo rode that wave into, the biggest neoliberal shill scrub that may have ever existed in New York's, in New York politics. And ultimately he was brought down by a sex scandal and no longer having any friends within the party. Uh, It's kind of crazy to watch him go from everybody's favorite COVID-19 zaddy to (laughs) writing a book about how incredible he was at COVID 19 to resignation to literally Mm. everybody everybody turning against him and saying cuomo you're done
1: you're done you're done andrew cuomo uh was probably the most powerful new yorker since probably nelson rockefeller but um maybe even Robert Moses. I mean, this is uh, Ross Barkin, the journalist who is probably the best journalist to cover uh, New York politics these days to read if you check out his work. Um, He made the point that Andrew Cuomo was more powerful than any New Yorker probably since since either Moses or Rockefeller. Um, Nothing happened in New York without Andrew Cuomo allowing it to happen. He was the king of New York in a a very real sense. Um, And it's interesting because he created this kind of aura of impregnability, like this unimpeachable sense that he that he that he he was untouchable, that no one could no one could get to him, and that he could destroy anyone he wanted. Like, you know, mayors like Bill De Blasio came in and they were like, "Oh shit, I'm going to be the little mayor of New York, the most powerful, biggest city in America. That's great. Like, I'm going to be able to do all this good stuff." And Andrew Cuomo was like, "No, no, 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 you don't do anything unless I allow you to do it." Um, and this created a lot of friction between him. And bill de blasio and every time they they faced off andrew cuomo would win because he was just that powerful and it really wasn't until some guy a guy named ron kim an assembly a state assemblyman just called him out on his bullshit. it was just like <laughs> you know he, andrew cuomo is going down for sexual harassment but the thing that really got the ball rolling was that andrew cuomo at the beginning of the pandemic made a policy decision to allow um Co- 10 positive COVID patients from hospitals to reenter nursing homes, which probably killed at least 15,000 people unnecessarily, a fact that he then tried to cover up. And then when Ron Kim figured this out, he was like, I'm going to tell people about this. And Andrew Cuomo called him. He's like, I will fucking end you like a mafia boss. Like, I will fucking end you. I will end your life. And Ron Kim's like, shut the fuck up, man. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. And he went and talked. And that was just like, once that air, once that aura of like I'm the fucking boss, like that kind of mafia boss image was just cracked by one guy, the domino started falling. Everything started falling out of place. Um, Cuomo's going to go down for the sexual harassment, and the sexual harassment is bad, don't get me wrong. But I find it interesting that that's what's taking him down, and not the fact that he killed probably tens of thousands of, of elderly New Yorkers with his just disastrous COVID response, which, as you pointed out, was celebrated by liberals as like this fucking <sighs> like he's our fucking daddy like there's a there's a clip of jada pinkett smith going like i'm gonna turn on my celebrity crush right now i can't wait to to see the every day i you know press conference andrew cuomo he's my celebrity crush i'm going i'm gonna turn on the tv and watch it and it's like are you people like do you people like not know anything we were, <laughs> i remember we did a show we did a show about this like yeah was it like eight months ago where we were like, mm-hmm. How is anyone buying this shit? It's so fucking obvious. Cuomo and, sucks. So it's, and mind it you, sucks. um, as
0: as he was doing that, it's it needs to be it's worth pointing out that he was cutting funds to Medicaid. He cut funds yeah. to Medicaid in the midst of a global pandemic that hasn't been seen since the Spanish flu, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: Bubonic plague. That's the last time we've seen a pandemic of this scale. And this motherfucker cut funding to Medicaid, smack dab in the middle of it. Then, like you said, the nursing home scandal, then had the good fortune to write a book about how awesome he was at COVID and to win a fucking Emmy they a special a
1: special they invented enemy. the fucking category <laughs> they invented the fucking category just for his stupid fucking press conferences that live where he just like pulled out a chart he's like uh look at the look at the numbers they're going up and i think we're gonna be very resilient because we're new yorkers and you know new york is just a special place number one um, city in the world go yankees uh, go Met you know like <laughs> and, and liberals are like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. The yeah. the 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 Emmy Academy or whatever the you know the National Association that gives out the fucking Emmys was like the president was like we felt we felt compelled to create this category for him because you know essentially Andrew Cuomo was producing a new form of television with these press conferences. They're like a new form like he's like and it's like oh my god you people have like the lowest bar yeah. ever for your politicians. Like yeah. it's just
0: they're a joke. They're a they're they're a, a sad, freaking joke. And yeah, and so and look, like you said, the the sexual allegations, at harassment allegations are bad. That's horrible, right? Um, but the it's so stupid that this is what they finally get this guy on. When again, that nursing home situation just sink anybody because it's literally the job of being governor is coming up with these kind of policies and you know shaping uh the way this stuff is handled in such a way that people don't get hurt and this guy did the opposite of that and then tried to cover it up and again incompetence should have been the reason why this guy had to resign but it wasn't it was like this fake me too shit that you know liberals love so much and that's not to minimize the horrible workplace environment that this guy created for women and everybody who worked with him of course that's horrible and you know the line where he's like you know i'm not grabby i'm just italian or something yeah. whatever he said that was just <laughs> gross and stupid um it's horrible there's no two ways about it but make no mistake this guy was bad at his job right it's yeah. one thing when people have these sharp elbows and they're quote unquote very ambitious and they're doing this stuff while also getting like people stuff done too. You know, that's that's how somebody like Jimmy Hoffa can operate in the way that he did for so long is that yeah, he was corrupt as all hell, but guess what? He made gains for, the, for his workers. Like there yeah. were gains made and those guys, that union was fucking powerful and the, the members didn't get pushed around by the bosses. Yes, he skimmed off the top. Yes, he gave shady loans to mobsters to build casinos. Yes, all of that stuff fucking happened. But guess what? Uh, The members of that union saw actual tangible gains under his leadership. That wasn't fucking Andrew Cuomo, guys. This guy did all of the ambitious corruption, greed, corporate givebacks out the fucking ass and did nothing to help anybody in the process. That's the, and by the way, that's democratic politics now. Yeah. You know, he's, he is the fever dream of democratic politics. It's go on TV, say these fucking useless bromides, pretend to be helping people, be wholly bought and corrupt in real life. And do nothing in between for your constituents and the people who basically put you in power. That's the fucking ideal Democrat. Yeah, You you don't get better at Democratic politics than Andrew fucking Cuomo.
1: Well, there's so many layers to this. But I think you're right that the last year of Andrew Cuomo, like if you take that timeline, the spectacular rise and fall. as a national politician, right? Because he's been around in New York forever, but like as a national politician, he really became known in the last year and it's been the perfect cycle, right? And it is the perfect distillation of what the Democratic Party is and liberalism in America is, which is purely a stylistic affectation right they don't believe in anything really you know and when push comes to shove they'll they'll sell out all their fucking like in theory things that they care about because they don't really believe in anything it's not a it's not like it's not a coherent ideology the way you and i have was uh but uh and we have like you know principles and commitments and all that stuff of course um to them it's a purely stylistic affectation which is why they loved a guy like cuomo especially in a time of trump in which trump offended them More than George W. Bush, for example, offended them, right? Like, think about the way liberals rehabilitated George W. Bush, because it was purely a stylistic thing. Like, how many times did liberals say, "Like, I miss George Bush," and it's like listen, outside of like the stylistic differences between Bush and Trump in which Bush could cosplay as a, re- as a president more effectively than Trump, I get it. You know, he didn't, he wasn't like such an obvious buffoon, even though at the time everyone <laughs> made fun of him for how stupid he was. Um, <laughs> the fact is that the George W. Bush presidency in concrete, substantive terms was like, I would say, worse. I would say maybe Way, 20 like, or 30 times worse. Worse. Yeah. yeah. Like not, even not like twice as bad. It was like, significantly like, change the world probably forever for the worse in a way that the Trump presidency just did not. He just did yeah. not like he didn't he do didn't. anything really. He, um, didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do much. He just did a tax in cut.
0: Yeah. Um. You know he made foreign dignitaries stay at his hotel so he could get paid off of it. Yeah. Which again, how is that any worse than Dick Cheney and Halliburton? Yeah. It's when you not, no one here is bad. When you they started a war over that exactly. shit exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, they, they were corrupt and lined their pockets, too, but they killed people in the process of doing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can't say that about Donald Trump, but whatever. It's, you know, George Bush, like you said, he had a nice enough affectation that Ellen could have laughs with yeah. him at a Cowboys game and Michelle Obama could mm. share blow pops with him. And it's great. <laughs> and it's fucking great because what? They love it. Because he wasn't caught on on camera saying, grab him by the pussy. That, you know, yeah. he, he's not as nice. He's, he's not, he's less prickly, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the 600,000 dead Iraqis don't fucking don't mean anything to these fucking people. Anything. So they don't care. But again, Cuomo is, that's what liberalism is. He's the perfect liberal.
1: Perfect, perfect. liberal.
0: And, you know. Even the
1: way and, he went down, right? Right. It's it's bullshit. <laughs> again, it's not to minimize the the sexual harassment. Like we don't support sexual harassment on this show, right. you know. Like especially in the workplace, especially of when course. you're such a powerful guy. But the fact that that's what took him down over the myriad awful shit that he did, not just throughout his entire tenure as governor, because he was a truly like heinous, heinous political figure, um, but in the, just in the past year specifically with covid like you talked about like the the nursing home debacle the fucking cover up i mean it's one it's one thing like at the i i'm willing to be generous that if when covid first hit we didn't know much about it right. it must have been hard for p- people in positions of power to make decisions on the fly um and mistakes were going to be made the problem is like if you don't own up to it and you try to fucking cover it up you try to lie about it you try to manipulate the numbers say that worse. they were you're just that's that's that is unacceptable um but he went down for 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 the me too stuff and um but that's but that is in a way i mean i'll take it because i fucking hate andrew cuomo and i'm glad to right. see him he's have his puppets, politically he's done him yeah. out yeah um you know it was funny we were joking with mike racine yesterday on the sopranos pod that he's like you know we never gonna get to see an Italian president because he'll always get he'll always get dinged for sexual harassment.
0: <laughs> Yo, and the funny thing, I'm glad you mentioned that because it seems like so long ago that Bernie was kicking ass and taking names in the Democratic primary, and the fucking libs were like, "Yo, Joe's getting his ass kicked. Do you think we can shoehorn?" Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo in because he's so fucking popular on TV right now. They wanted Can you to, imagine this fucking guy. They wanted to yeah. shoehorn into that situation because obviously he stands, he more is in line with liberalism and the Democratic Party establishment than Bernie Sanders, who wants to see people have fucking health care and don't go into debt because they want to become a fucking accountant one day. It's it's hilarious.
1: That uh, Bakari Sellers, who is the number two guy in the House or number three guy in the House um, after Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, you know, just an awful, awful, just neoliberal, disgusting Democrat. Um, He had that tweet, you know, at the height of Cuomo's popularity that he'll never live down, live down. He's like, and y'all almost had Cynthia Dixon. That's why experience matters, and like this is like what's so frustrating about being oh, on the left is because God. liberals don't know anything. They don't know anything. <laughs> they like don't know anything, and they're super <laughs> annoying. And they don't know anything. And we're like always right about the big picture I mean, political stuff. Of course, <laughs> we're like we have the correct analysis uh, from a political standpoint, but because all these people care about is style and you know all that shit. Um, then it, it 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 doesn't matter. So they're like, they see Andrew come on team, he's like, look, look you see, look what we have. We have an experienced ha- hand at the till, you know, instead y'all could have had that dumb lesbian actress, Cynthia Nixon from fucking Sex and the City. And it's like, you guys don't know anything. You guys just don't, like you guys are, you guys don't know anything. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, and and that's why like you got, liberals keep on getting their fucking, like all the people that they invest all this shit into, like, they they invest so much into because they're just empty vessels, stylistic empty vessels that they can project anything onto them, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Andrew Cuomo or whomever. They just make them out to these, pe- these people that they clearly are not because they can't look at anything outside of the most superficial way. Like they look at Bernie versus Hillary and they see an old white man and like an accomplished woman. And that's like all they can see, you know, instead of like any actual substantive differences in their worldview their political base um their instincts in in times of crisis all that shit that doesn't matter to them at all all they see is the most bare superficial thing and that's how they base their political decisions you know and until we kind of change that um we're just going to be stuck in this cycle where we're just investing into the latest awful you know like i don't want to compare them to uh uh, Stacey Abrams was, someone we've talked about on this show, but sure. there's something a- going on there in that they have this weird libidinal sexual attraction to these kind of political figures who demonstrate a bare minimum of competence, right? Like, mm-hmm. there was the whole Cuomo sexual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, where, like, women were like, I want him to just fuck me so fucking <laughs> bad like, was doing those <laughs> press conferences. You know? And, like, Liz Wittichum in the New Yorker just wrote a long piece d- describing like the the libidinal sexual appeal of of someone like Andrew Cuomo and why we were mistaken and all this shit. And like I've seen I've seen like liberal men like on Twitter talking about like I, like my wife just caught me jacking off to Stacey Abrams. She wasn't even mad. She like joined in or whatever. And I'm like, what are you people like? What is wrong with you people? You know, like like. All- Listen, you Stacey
0: know? Abrams might as well be motherfucking Mother Teresa at this point. Yeah. Um, to liberals, like you can't say a damn thing about Stacey Abrams. She's she's the greatest of all time, and realistically, she's just another corporate dem. God bless her. She's advancing yeah. in her career. She's made herself important in in Democratic Party circles, and the establishment is like, yo, basically like she's a fucking meat shield for anything they want to fucking do. So, and that has value when you can be that person, but God damn, give me a break. Come on. Yeah. Stacey Abrams, like Jesus.
1: Well, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned mother Teresa who's another person that liberals like love. And uh-huh. if you, if you, if you look, if you look beyond the surface, of mother Teresa, that's a whole other show. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Ben Burgess to, to, you know, I know yes. he was on when I was gone, but Ben Burgess can give the whole breakdown on the real mother Teresa. Cause he's been doing a lot of research into Christopher Hitchens and he wrote the big, uh, the big takedown of mother Teresa. Um, so yeah, we'll do a whole special show. I'm sure the people are curious to know what the hell is up with mother Teresa. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the, and again, I didn't want to like compare Stacey Abrams to Cuomo in the sense that they, you know, she hasn't done as objective amount of harm as Andrew no, Como has done, but she also no. hasn't done anything that great. And right. liberals like think she's this, the fucking second coming of Jesus Christ, but not just that, but like they like, they have like a sexual attraction to her in, in a sort, in a sort of weird way. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like it's all, it's all at the surface. It's all operating at the surface. Like no one can look just be- beneath and see what's actually like, what is actually substantively Going on with that person, it's all just yeah. like they—they they like what she represents, and that's all that matters.
2: Squeaky doors, clogged sinks, finicky engines. When things break down around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom, you uh, oh, just try not to think about it. Uh, I been nothing. I was just tired. I, I'm I just stressed a little bit. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? Take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your E.D. without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. And if you do, you'll get $15 off your first month it's really time to take care of your ED. And remember, if you get started today, you'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. And so, you know, we move on from the fall of Andrew
0: Cuomo uh, to fucking messy, man. Uh, he leaves Barcelona, leaves La Liga. Legendary run at Barcelona. It's hard to argue that anybody's ever had as much success on one club as Lionel Messi has had at Barcelona like individual success, team success, like it's just been wins, okay? Um they they won so much they got tired of winning, Nando. Uh as Donald Trump would say. Uh and yeah, he finally got the fuck up out of there and is now at PSG. He didn't take our oil money at Man City, unfortunately, (laughs) Uh, but he is at PSG. And man, talk to the people about how this, because this shit blew up like overnight, essentially. There was a thought that he was signing a five-year deal to stay in Barcelona. I guess everybody had, you know, kumbaya moment and we're staying and they empowered his guy and all of this shit. And then just like that, he was gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, like you said, it's hard to overstate the effect that Messi has had on a single club. I I, I read a stat that Messi has scored or assisted ten percent of all of Barcelona's goals ever. Jesus, you know, That's you know, crazy. like in the That's entire uh, hundred and Barcelona That's was founded insane. in eighteen ninety nine. That's insane.
0: <laughs> That's insane. That is <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah,
1: it's it's crazy. Um, and so what happened was that barcelona largely i mean i don't want to put the blame on messi but because of the the fact that they had messi on their team messi's contract is something that is hard to describe to people he probably made last year twice as much as the next person you know in 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 terms of salary i mean he was one of the reasons why cristiano ronaldo left real madrid is because cristiano ronaldo knew how much messi was making at barcelona and he was like, "Listen, man, I I keep on winning Ballon you know, Balon d'Ors uh, against him, and he's making twice as much as I am. Like, I want to get paid close to that." And Madrid's like, "No, we can't afford it. We you gotta go." Um, and so, because Messi's contract was so huge, th- the other players on the team were it, they, since they were pegging their salaries kind of to his, the entire wage bill was just way out of control at Barcelona. They 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 spent more on their wages than any other sports club. In the world. Um, and the problem, w- w- what happened was that they were OK. They could kind of they would they could kind of make it work when everything was working great. But they've had a couple bad seasons and they missed out on some Champions League money. You know, like when you get farther, the farther you get on the Champions League, the more money you make um, from like as bonuses, but also from TV money and things like that. And the stadium money. And then the pandemic hit, you know, and the pandemic caught them with their pants down. Um, and with the drastic reduction in club income um, as a result of the pandemic, they their massive wage bill was just completely unsustainable, and they had no way of 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 getting it under control. Like La Liga states that you have to your wage bill can only be seventy percent of whatever revenue you bring in. To oversimplify it, but that's basically it. With Messi's contract on, like the books as like what they have right now, they had hundred and ten percent. You know, their wages were more than they actually brought in in revenue. Um, So without Messi's contract, they've only gotten it down to 95. So they still need to get it down to 70 to be able to to register their new signings. They signed four players. like That's the other crazy thing is they signed four fucking players this summer. Memphis Depay, um, they signed Sergio Aguero from Man City. Mostly to to encourage Messi to stay because they're best friends. Um, they signed Eric Garcia from Manchester City, um, and they signed another guy named Emerson from Betis. Um, and they can't even register them into the league. And the league starts this weekend. They haven't registered them. <laughs> they're not on the team officially. Like they're practicing, but they can't play because they don't. They their wage bill is just way it's too fun. out of control. Right. And so Messi was being told by the club in which there's a new administration at the club, the old administration, who's largely responsible for this insane situation was out. A new one came in um, and they were like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's messy. We'll figure it out. Like La Liga will work with us. You know, money was going to come from somewhere and we'll figure it out. And then what they tried to do was like, okay, Messi, how about we do this? You take a half, you take a a 50% pay cut. And then what we'll do is we promise we'll pay you back down the yeah, road in, in uh, even when you're not playing we'll
0: pay you forever um which is you you'll know, be the club
1: ambassador for there's, like there's you know rumors the
0: that fuck. teams do these kind of wink wink deal with players that maybe cute mark cuban has something in place like that with dirk Nowitzki, yeah. and there's rumors yeah. that dwayne wade down, i think dwayne wade right, right, with the right, the heat. there's rumors yeah. that teams do this with guys that are their guys that have been around for a while like the payment's gonna be deferred but We'll get you the money. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We got we got ways that we can pay you even when you're no yeah. longer here. Um, and so yeah. they try to come up with that, and Messi was like, "Nah, I'm Leo Messi. I don't do pay cuts and stuff like that." Well, know.
1: that's that. So in his press conference, uh, in his goodbye press conference with Barcelona, he said that he had accepted a fifty percent pay cut. I've heard from people that that's like that's like fibbing a little bit. It's like you take a pay cut this season, but they're not. You know, the overall no. contract is going to be no. paid. You the, know, at some point, yeah. and Aliga was like, "You can't do that. Like, that's just not. This is not how that works. You know, like, right. you just can't do that." <laughs> uh, you, you know, <laughs> and um, so it's fucking crazy, man. So then, all of a sudden, Messi, who was a free agent, he couldn't be registered into the, into the team, even if he had agreed to pay play for one euro, because they still have to get to seventy percent to massive.
0: register. Their bill is any too players. massive, right?
1: It's too massive, and of course, no one wants to leave. Because there's no money anywhere, you know, because the COVID COVID pandemic hit everyone. Everybody
0: spent already, right? Like Man City, who he was closely tied to, brought in two big money players in the offseason. Like they've already used their allocated Messi money because they thought that deal was done. They thought it was over. And so all of the big spenders had already used what was left. And then, you know, PSG came in and said, no, nah, we, we still got a little bit left under the mattress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We still got some oil money lying around, you know, <laughs> uh, there's, oh, <laughs> there's always money in the banana stand, but yeah, the, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, but this is a problem that like Madrid's facing a little bit. Madrid like was more responsible in their wages and like they, they didn't give out any crazy contracts. I mean, they still have Gareth Bale on the books for like a big contract, but he's going to be off the books next year. Um and uh, and they just they just don't have the same problem, but they, they can't offload anyone because no one's buying players outside of PSG and Man City, you know, and, and Man United a little bit, but but not as much as, as other teams like no one's buying players. So like as every team is trying to offload contracts, uh, especially of these aging players, um, no one wants them. Like Barcelona has a guy named Samuel Umtiti, who's a center back who basically hasn't played in like two seasons because of injuries, um, who makes more than Antoine Griezmann. You know it's, who's like a star insane. signing? It's insane, and yeah. and they have all these other guys like you know Jordi Alba has a huge contract for for what he is. Busquets, who's like a legend uh, at the club, also has a huge contract, and he's aging. And like n- you know, and Pjanic, these guys who are like scrubs uh, have massive massive contracts, and they can't they just can't offload them because no one has any money, like outside of PSG. But they only have so many players that they could buy yeah, at any given at, time. At a
0: certain point, even within. You know, the loose rules, because, like, Americans are used to these ironclad salary structures in the NFL and even the NBA to a certain extent, right? Um, And, you know, the collective bargaining agreements of those two sports, you literally have to be a lawyer to understand the rules and the strictures. And and this shit is ironclad. Okay, yeah. like the way the salary payout structure are in American sports, it's not really like that in soccer. We're to the point where, you know, Barcelona's like, "No, we're going to we're going to figure it out with La Liga. We're going to yeah. figure out how to bring back the greatest player of all time uh just figure it out on the fly. Like that's that's not something we've planned for tw- for 5 years to get done to make sure it was perfect cuz this guy's so important. We're just gonna figure it out, and it turned out that they couldn't, and so now he's in PSG in that god awful fucking French league. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, I you know it's I'm so gonna look weird. forward. It's 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 awful. I'm gonna look forward to see what they do in Champions League. Of course, that's gonna be fun. They're gonna be obviously the favorite in in the Champions League, but like it sucks that they're just gonna he's just gonna be playing mls level competition every single week in that terrible league
1: yeah i mean it's 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 gonna be so weird uh to see psg which also signed sergio ramos the captain of madrid so it's like the captain of madrid and the captain of barcelona on in the same summer are joining a fucking french team you know and it's it's hard to describe to someone who doesn't follow soccer that closely i mean you think france is like the second largest country in Europe after Germany, certainly in continental Europe. Um, why don't they have a better league? And, you know, the reasons are, are myriad, but like the, the French league is like several notches below um, the Premier League, certainly La Liga, even Syria, even the, the German league. So like Only the French league, league is, is probably... The
0: fucking French league.
1: Of course, like the, the, the French league is probably the fifth league in terms of overall quality. Um, Of play of stuff, which is like you know, that's a significant drop off from the highest level. Like, imagine if like the NFL is the highest level, and then imagine five levels below that. You know, Um, and 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 it's just like you're seeing some of the best players in the world. Like, because right now PSG has a forward line of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, and Di Maria as backup if if necessary. That's insane. Yeah, with Sergio Ramos leading the back. Yeah, Sergio Ramos leading the back. They just signed, uh, you know, you know, Italy just won the Euro Cup. Their starting goalkeeper who had the big saves, and the, they just signed yep. him. He's their goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, like, they're stacked at every position. Um, but the, one of the problems in the Champions League that they always face is that because they are not facing the week-in, week-out competition the way other teams are facing, where they're just like, they have to be at the highest level level, like, ever, every week, it's hard to turn it on when you need to in the Champions League, which is played every, you know, every two, three months. Um, you know, like it's it's very hard to maintain that competitive edge edge when you're playing fucking Nantes or Mets or fucking jean Kong like or whatever this, fucking bullshit no team.
0: Fucking, remember when Leicester City had their miracle run um yeah. a few years ago? There's no Leicester City happening in no. the fucking French league. That is an no. impossibility. Although Lil
1: Lille won the league last year, which is crazy. Right. That's crazy. Insane. You know, PSG did it, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, but you know, again, uh, I was hoping to see him in England. Uh, cause I th- I think that would would have just been incredible to see him in it would have
1: been crazy. It would have been, been bananas. Dis-
0: insane had he gone to England. Um, who knows how long this experiment happens at PSG. Maybe he'll end up back in Barcelona. Who fucking knows? Uh but they don't yeah, need money. Yeah, they they're done. They're
1: done. Like the, the rumors now is that Madrid are that Mbappe doesn't want to play on a team with Messi and Neymar um, because he's being going to be very overshadowed. And, you know, obviously Messi and, and Neymar are probably better than Mbappe right now, but Mbappe is like 21 years old and right. Messi's 34. I mean, right. he still scored 30 goals in league last year with like, I think 10 assists, um, which is just bananas numbers for anyone, but he's 34 years old. You know, yeah. he's, you know, there's not, he's no spring chicken. Um, right. And so the rumors are if Mbappe forces a move out to Madrid this summer, if not, he's definitely going to sign for Madrid on a free transfer, which is also crazy uh, next year as a free agent.
0: Wow. So we'll get Mbappe in Spain. And so at least we'll get, you know, something decent comes out of this. We'll get Mbappe in a real fucking league for once. In a real league, yeah. And um, Messi could go play with the fucking garbage men and, and mechanics that are in the French League uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, that's our show for this week guys uh, I'm on, gonna be on vacation for oh. the next two weeks uh, shit son yeah 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 I'm going to um going to New York on Sunday from New York we're going to Columbia for a bachelor party and then I'm coming back to New York to spend a few more days just cause I haven't done the East Coast all summer and you know new york city in the summertime is just a magical place uh so producer
1: sean producer sean and i hung out in columbia once i've been to columbia many times if you need any any recs any advice uh, we'll we'll,
0: we'll talk talk uh, before uh august 20th which is the date of my trip but yeah thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys soon we're out of here peace
1: later